Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. This is the Alumni Edition. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis. The legacy of ACS Athens through the decades has created a unique community of people who passed through its gates. The school has been in constant flux, especially in its enrollment identity, as it is expected for an international school. Graduates of the 21st century look back at the alumni of the 70s and 80s with a sense of wonder. Graduates from that era continue today to be a strong part of the school's identity and, as in the case of today's guest, drive the strategy for the school's future path. Nicholas Karambulas is a graduate of ACS Athens in the 70s who left to become a successful law professional in the U.S. but has never really left the school. His current capacity as the chairman of the U.S. Board of Trustees of the school, along with his love for Greece and his Greek-American identity, put him in a unique position to serve the mission and vision of the school. A third-generation Greek-American takes pride of his emotional attachment to Greece and the intellectual approach to the Greek national issues as a Greek-American. With Nick Arambulas, today we discuss the changing profile of ACS Athens from an almost exclusively American school to a totally international school. Fond memories with dear friends. The role of the houses as an American school tradition. Intellectual curiosity as a key quality transitioning to college. Having an analytical mindset as a law professional. His passion for history and archaeology. The role of the Greek-American homogenia in shaping the American nation. The 1821 revolutionary war of independence through the eyes of homogenia. And his view of ACS Athens as a member of the Board of Trustees. Most people think fondly of their university years, which are the times of becoming an active part of society, professionally, socially, academically, etc. Uh, college life, after all, it's, uh, it is legendary, especially in the US. However, the nature of ACS Athens, especially during the 70s, with uh, a transitionary student population overall, mostly international, if not American, has created a different mindset, close to the college life mentality, remembering the formative years with friends, teachers, activities, sports, etc. Uh, this is one of the many times you personally have visited our campus since you graduated in the 70s. How close do you feel with the school? And can you share with us your favorite memory from those years? You know, what comes to mind? Your favorite class, your favorite teacher, activity, spot? What, what is still vivid? What is uh, vivid is, uh, of course, I graduated class of 1971. And um, I played sports, uh, basketball, and uh, we had flag football at that time. And uh, also, I served on the student council. And the student council was one thing that I learned an awful lot. I learned, uh, learned a lot about politics. Uh, excellent training ground. In terms of memories, 
my favorite teachers, there was uh, Mrs. Pryles. She taught English. She taught me how to write. Very important skill. And she stressed that. Um, I also had uh, Mrs. Alsabrook for chemistry. Never did so well in chemistry, but uh, I learned a lot anyhow. Um, so they, they, were, they were excellent teachers, very knowledgeable, uh, especially Mrs. Pryles. And everyone from my era will remember Mrs. Pryles. Uh, how did you spend your free time in the campus? Do you remember? Well, you know, I didn't, as, as I said, we played sports. So there was a lot of training. We had excellent coaches at that time, Mr. Davenport, uh, our basketball uh, coach as well, uh, Coach Costantinides. Uh, so a lot of time doing that uh, and a lot of student council time. Uh, so we spent uh, a lot of time. And, and the other thing was just being with my friends. Do you remember any of them? Have you kept contact with them? Yes, I, I, I do, uh, especially uh, the uh, students with whom I served on the uh, student council, Dina Lord, uh, Susanna Hanlon, the uh, Christ brothers. They were even neighbors. So, uh, yes, uh, remember them fondly and, and uh, keep in touch. Mm -hmm. Many graduates from the 70s and 80s and beyond remember ACS Athens as the community. Yes. Why do you think that is? I, I think that uh, there was simply a, a unique bond. It, it was cultural. Uh, you know, there are times when I'm, you know, traveling or something like that, and I look at some young people, you know, years younger than me, I said, those are ACS kids. <laughs> and there's just something you know about them. The school has changed through the years many times. From the Anglo-American Army School in the 40s and 50s, it became a solid American school in the 60s and 70s, and a totally international school as it is for the past 40-plus years, not just because of its student population, but also academically. In your mind, what makes this school different? In the pre in present time? Yes. Oh, I think that's one thing is the, uh, I would say 80% of my, of the classes at that time were official American community. Um, and in fact, we were, of course, friendly with the official community, but there was some distance. We, um, my father opened the office for Price Waterhouse in Athens, so we were not official community. But many years later at an ACS uh, uh, reunion in California, uh, a lady with whom I had graduated comes up to me and says, you know, I really wanted to date you, but, you know, I really couldn't. <laughs> so I said, well, how about now? <laughs> so, yes, it was, a, it was a very different school in that respect. Uh, and also we had a, uh, as I said, with our sports, we played our basketball in a league uh, down at the American Air Base at that time, and also our flag football with the, uh, you know, the airmen uh, there. And we learned a lot just doing that. Although I personally am not a graduate, I have read many testimonials from the history of the book as it was recorded during those years uh, through the annual yearbooks and other sources. And of course, as they are still today shared by community members on social media. Actually, there is a John Papadakis in the 70s who sometimes people are asking me if I'm the one. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that there is still a unique aura around the ACS life. You have lived through the age of the houses, the Trojans, the Spartans, the Athenians, and the Corinthians. Which house do you still belong to well, 
uh, how this helped create the ACS Athens spirit? Well, um, I kept getting kicked out of the houses, so I, I was actually in all of them at, at one point. It was a very unique experience. I know that uh, you know other schools, uh, other uh, in, in other places in the United States, uh, do the same thing. It's a unique American thing. Yes, I think. it certainly is. Your capacity as a student evolved to that of a college graduate from prestigious American universities. How did this transition work? What tools did the school give you, life lessons, academic strengths, as you went to higher education? There were two things. I've stressed the writing, and Ms. Pryles stressed that. Also, uh, our other English teachers, we had, uh, Mr. King, who was uh, spoke Greek. He was, a, he was a, from uh, Great Britain. He had been uh, serving with British intelligence during World War II. Uh, so he was a very unique man and, and stressed, you know, from a British point of view, uh, writing. But overall, the main thing that was stressed is intellectual curiosity. And that's what I like to see in young people. I like to see it in myself. Uh, have some wonderment. Have some curiosity about what's going on. Don't just say, well, I'll live in my little world. And, you know, that's fine with me. Uh, be curious and be involved in public affairs. It's also very important. And uh, uh, once again, because of technology, because of the internet, because of uh, the remote learning, all of that, you can participate. You don't necessarily have to run for office, but you can participate uh, by uh, doing position papers. That's mainly what I did when I served on the House of Representatives for an excellent congressman, Mickey Leland, from Texas. And our job was, uh, Mickey would come in uh, and say, hey, I need uh, uh, a paper on X, Y, and Z, and I need it in an hour. Or I need a speech, and I need it in 15 minutes. That's what we did, and you, uh, you, had, to, you had to be on your toes. So the writing teacher served you well. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and research as well. You are listening to the alumni edition of the ACS Athens Owlcast. You are an accomplished uh, practitioner of the law. Uh, what would you advise a student who's thinking about following uh, this profession? Would you encourage that student? Absolutely. A absolutely. Um, you know, if you notice uh, TV uh, series, TV programs, you know, they're about courts and lawyers. Um, yeah, there are thrown in a few about doctors, but you know, <laughs> the, um, it's a, it's very important to have a knowledge of, about how the system works. And that doesn't necessarily involve practicing law, uh, but it opens those uh, pathways to understanding how the system works. It's a different mindset. And it is a different mindset. It's a, an analytical mindset. And it helps you with, number one, thinking conceptually, and then secondly, with solutions, how to, how to go after solutions, because you're going to have clients, and you're not going to be uh, in practice very long if you say, gee, I don't know. <laughs> Has there been an occasion where you wished you had followed a different route? Well, uh, when I... Uh, Graduated from Union. In fact, when I was waiting, I put out uh, letters and I had applied to law schools. I got 
rejected from most of them. Uh, I had applied for a, uh, a master's and PhD program in history and archaeology. And that's really, those are really my passions. And, uh, but then I got accepted to Fordham, an excellent law school. There was a choice and middle-class Greek Americans, uh, they go for the profession, of course. Uh, I had a lot of encouragement from my parents in that regard. Uh, so yes, I was, I was going to go in that direction and I still, uh, history is still my passion. I would love even at my advanced age to, uh, still do some archeology. span Um, so do you uh, read about those subjects? Oh, absolutely. Everything I can get them member of, you know, the associations, um, I've written historical articles. Uh, I'm, engaged now in writing a book on the Treaty of Lausanne, because as we're coming up on the 100-year anniversary, which would be 1923, uh, and being able, uh, it's an important year because, um, well, I'll express another passion, and that is our national issues, the Greek national issues. From an American point of view, intellectually, from a Greek point of view, emotionally, And uh, I try to keep the two apart, but there will be obviously celebrations uh, in Turkey about uh, Kemal Mustafa when he uh, you know, uh, came to prominence, came to power in 1923. Uh, I think uh, Erdogan has reversed that legacy. But I want the Treaty of Lausanne, because it's another uh, 100-year anniversary, to be in the forefront. To be, yes, a balance for whatever uh, events will occur in Turkey. And I hope uh, that it'll, it'll be uh, enough of an um, impetus uh, for uh, people to get to know the Treaty of Lausanne. Because remember one thing about the Treaty of Lausanne. It is still with us. You know, the Treaty of Versailles, which ended uh, World War II, well, we read an awful lot about that. Professor Macmillan has written a book about what went on at the Treaty of Versailles, how the personalities uh, uh, interrelated. Now, she has a big advantage because she's a granddaughter of Lloyd George, uh, who was Brit Britain's prime minister at the time. I don't have any advantage like that. But we're still, uh, you know, the Treaty of Versailles is over, and the uh, pretty much, and World War II certainly uh, ended it the way World War II ended. But the Treaty of Lausanne drew the boundaries of the Middle East, which we're still uh, with today. It, it affected Greek social uh, history and policy with the, um, uh, the expulsion of the uh, refugees uh, from Turkey. Two million been there for a couple of centuries. Um, and also, it addressed the horrible events with the Armenian genocide. Uh, so it's, it's still a treaty that lives with us today, and that's what I'm hoping to, uh, to advocate. And all the things that you just mentioned, they explain why you are a board member of the American Hellenic Institute. Despite, and, despite my grades. <laughs> and the foundation of yeah. AHI, which is a leading Greek-American advocacy organization about the issues of Greece and Cyprus and Greek-American relations. So, I mean, you are a member of the Greek-American Omogenia, is, mm -hmm. which is still one of the most influential ethnic groups in the United States. Uh, it itself has gone through major transformations over the years from the immigration waves of the early 20th century to the post-war exodus from Greece and the latest of the 70s and the 80s. There has been a steady flow of Greeks seeking life opportunities in the U.S. How do you see 
today the role of homogenia in the life of Greece and the United States? Well, it's very important. Uh, I'm third generation. My grandparents came over in the 1890s. And uh, obviously at that time, Greek immigrants, uh, it was an immigrant community. And they came over obviously with the other communities, the Jewish communities, the Italian uh, communities. And they were uh, immigrant communities. And there was, of course, I'll use the word tension uh, with the uh, Americans who you know, were here since uh, the American Revolution. Uh, we call them the WASPs, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Uh, that's meant affectionately. And, uh, but there was tension, especially the uh, Greek immigrants who went to the South. There was discrimination. Uh, there were uh, clan, uh, Ku Klux Klan incidents against them. Uh, the, ones, the ones who went west, all the way to Colorado, to the mines, right? Correct. And, and uh, a, a great uh, story about the labor movement uh, in uh, Wyoming and Utah, about the involvement and leadership of the, uh, of the, the Greek uh, immigrants at that time. I would say that about, uh, in about 2015, we began to become more of a, an American community. Three events happened at the time. 2010, we had the establishment of the uh, archbishopric in New York. Uh, before that, uh, Greek uh, immigrants would get together and have their Orthodox ceremonies in houses. My, my grandfather, someone would choose a house and they'd, they'd have a, a priest. There were some priests here at that time. Um, and then the other event around 2015 was the, the first editions of the National Herald. We call it the uh, Kirika. Um, very important to have a newspaper to be the voice of the community. Which I think is the only one which is nationwide, right? And, and it is. There, there was at that time the Atlantis, uh, but that's, that's long gone. Um, and then the other event in 1922 was the establishment of a HEPA. Very important organization, extremely important today. Um, so as those three events came along, you know, at roughly the same time. And then, then by that time, my parents were born. So you had now a first generation, well, actually second generation, uh, U.S. citizens. Uh, and they were Americans. Um, you know, we did speak Greek in the house, but mainly English. Uh, they stressed our Greek heritage. Very important, but they were, we were also uh, Americans at that time. And then I, my generation were part of the baby boom. We came along, and so we, we had uh, that foundation. Um, so today, the, uh, the Greek community is not an immigration community anymore. We're successful, fully established. We uh, influence both politics, uh, every field, education, um, and so I did, now I have a fourth generation, my daughters, and they're professionals and love their heritage. We haven't forgotten or left on the side our heritage, and we keep stressing that. Um, and at times like this year, obviously, is an important year. It's the 200th anniversary of the Greek... Uh, Independence. I, I call it the Greek War of Independence, not the Greek Revolution, but that's an academic uh, discussion. That's another term. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, that has uh, brought to the fore 
Uh, even, you know, Greek Americans who maybe uh, don't really know much about it. So uh, it's very important. And, you know, many uh, Greek Americans, certainly of my generation, you know, they're um, mixed marriages. We've married either husbands or wives who are not Greek. But uh, a lot of times they become Greek. My wife uh, is uh, descended from uh, the American Revolution. So I always tell my girls... You're the product of two revolutions. <laughs> Revolutionaries. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, many times you see that the Greek spouse influences the American spouse very much and come to love Greece, come to love our Hellenic heritage. You are also a U.S. trustee of the ACS Athens Board of Trustees. Mm -hmm. Has your involvement in the strategic leadership of the school as a board member changed your thinking or appreciation about the school operation? Well, um, I'm emotionally invested with this school. Um, but we tr what we try to do on the board, especially the American trustees, we're a total of six. Um, what we try and do is always uh, stress our American culture and educational culture uh, here. And I think the two with the international culture and the Greek culture forms a very unique culture uh, in this school. And I think that's one of the things that influences our alumni. It's uh, very important. And also, I'll say something else. It's personal. Um, you know, every school has problems. Of course we have problems. People have egos. People have uh, different ideas. But I've always thought that our school, whatever problems we've had, has been because of an excess of affection, of respect, not a lack of it. Mr. Garambulas, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you. This has been the Alumni Edition of the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Make sure you subscribe to the Owlcast on Google Podcast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio.